Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 60, so we'll start with our news segment. Maddie, what is our first story today? Alrighty, so our first story today is from Laura English um, from Music Feeds, and it reads, Everything you need to know about Beyonce's new visual album, Black is King. So the article says, Beyonce's Black is King is arriving on Disney Plus today, Friday the 31st of August. It's a visual album and is meant to be a bit of a reimagining of Disney's live-action film The Lion King, which was released last year. In case you missed it or somehow forgot, Beyonce took a lead in the film voicing Nala, plus she provided a bunch of tunes for the film. Now, this visual album, debuting on the streaming giant today, will use some of those tracks along with a few new ones. The movie is debuting exclusively on Disney Plus. As for what it actually is, Black is King is a reimagining of the Lion King remake and its accompanying album, The Gift. According to Billboard, the album's featured artists, which include Jay-Z, Childish Gambino, Burner Boy, Blue Ivy Carter, Tierra Wack, Tiwa Savage, and many more, as well as special guests, will star in the project. As she said in her Instagram post announcing the new project, Black is King is a labor of love. It is my passion project that I've been filming, researching, and editing day and night for the past year. I've given it my all and now it's yours. It was originally filmed as a companion piece to the Lion King, the gift soundtrack and meant to celebrate the breadth and beauty of black ancestry. I could never have imagined that a year later, all the hard work that went into this production would serve a greater purpose. End quote. She continues. The events of 2020 have made the film's vision and message even more relevant as people across the world embark on a historic journey. We are all in search of safety and light. Many of us want change. I believe that when black people tell our own stories, we can shift the axis of the world and tell our real history of generational wealth and richness of soul that are not told in our history books. So there you go. I'd love to actually watch it. I just need yeah. to go to Disney Plus first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't... Uh, I'm sorry, but I didn't know much about this project. I was kind of just like, I heard about it, and yeah. she was releasing it, and I didn't realise it was inspired by... The Lion King. Yeah. And I didn't know it was going to be on Disney Plus, so I think it's really cool. I feel like Beyonce, a lot of what she does now, I feel like she's not so much like this pop artist anymore. She's sort of like grown into something else now where she sort of just does whatever she wants in yeah. her own time. Well, I mean, she has the right to do so. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. <laughs> she's almost like a higher being at this yeah. point to, that just does whatever she wants. And I think it's really cool. I think it's a really interesting sort of take on on everything, especially right now. Yeah. Um, the world is on fire. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. Love it. But yeah, I think that like it's really cool to see these really, really large scale projects and yes. how and the fact that it takes so long to do, obviously, it's crazy how that she she's been doing this thing for like an entire year and yeah. it's still, you know, probably even more relevant now when she's releasing it than when she was actually researching it in the first place. But yeah, I'm interested to see how like the correlation between like this visual album and the Lion King, like mm-hmm. how um, strictly it sort of follows the storyline, if it does at all, or if it's just sort of a very loose yep. sort of um, correlation. But yeah, I'd be interested to see what it what it turns out to be. But yeah, it's already mm. been released as of recording, so it was released a couple of days ago. So you can definitely watch it after you listen to this podcast, if you so choose. <laughs> um, but that is our first story of the t- of today wrapped up. So Vivian, what is our second news story? So our second story is coming from Music Feeds, written by Alex Gallagher, 
and it says a stack of Aussie artists have made it onto the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 soundtrack. So, back in May, the internet chucked a veritable kickflip McTwist when it was revealed <laughs> that iconic games Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 would be receiving a remastered re-release for PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC this September. While part of the appeal was that much of the game's original soundtracks, including Millen, Colin, Goldfinger, Rage Against the Machine, Dead Kennedys, and more would be returning, developers also announced that there'd be a slew of new music from contemporary artists. Well, now we know who's been added to the soundtrack. And a few Aussies have managed to get in on the mix. Alex Leahy's track Misery Guts, Baker Boys, In Control, Dizzy Death Rays, Cut Into It, and Connect to Consume by A Swayze and the Ghosts will all appear on the updated soundtrack bloody huge. Due out September 4th, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 will feature the same stages and basic gameplay as the originals, also offering some new tricks and more robust character and skate park creation tools. The original game modes will be available as well as online multiplayer. The first Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game was originally released back in 99, while the second one was released in 2000. The franchise has spawned several games since, including Tony Hawk's Underground and its sequel. And so you can also check out the soundtrack um, in a Spotify playlist that's in that article, which we will link in the description. So, yeah. I just, just hearing that, like, the last paragraph, saying that the first one's released in 1999 <laughs> and 2000. Yep. What? Yeah. Is that, that's how old it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. And it's so funny because I, so, I didn't grow up playing these games because I was only born in 98. <laughs> but I, We would have been one <clears throat> yes. and two, just for context. <laughs> So I grew up playing some of the later games, but the the reason why so many people were so happy about these re- being remastered was the fact that the soundtrack is such a big part of playing these games. Because like yeah. you'll you know you'll sort of like skating around, and then like these really sort of like rock, ska, punk rock songs come on, and it's just such a it's such like a nostalgic feeling I think for those people who grew up playing these originals that. You know, having some of the original songs on there, it'll take them back to that place. And I think that's really cool, especially the fact that we have some Australian artists too, um, I think is also such yeah, a cool thing. getting in on the action. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, just especially like the um, the range of artists like Alex Lee. And yeah. That'll be really, really cool to hear them. Yeah. You know, in a different context other than like just their music. So For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that is our second story. Maddie, what is our last news story for today? Alrighty. So our last news story is all about the VMA nominations. Uh, so this is an article written by Laura English again from Music Feeds. Uh, the full list of 2020 MTV VMA nominations has arrived. This year's award show is still going ahead despite the pandemic and will be hosted in Brooklyn on Sunday, 30th of August. Don't know how that's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Uh, so they've added two brand new pandemic-themed categories for this year's awards. So Best Music Video from Home and Best Quarantine Performance. The awards are focused on congratulating artists who adapted through the change. Think Blink-182's Happy Days video or Post Malone's Nirvana livestream. Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga are leading the noms with nine nominations each, seven of which are for their collab, Rain On Me. Meanwhile, Juice World has become the first artist to be nominated posthumously for Video of the Year since The Notorious B.I.G. And of course, the overachiever of every award show in recent history, Billie Eilish has become the first artist to be nominated for two Video of the Year awards in their teens. Last year it was for Bad Guy, this year for Everything I Wanted. And Taylor Swift has received a nomination for Video of the Year for her iconic clip, The Man. 
She won the category last year with You Need to Calm Down, making her the first artist since Katy Perry back in 2011 and 2012 to be nominated the year after winning it. Taylor Swift and Katy Perry joined Beyonce, Eminem, and Britney Spears as the only artists who have backed it up in this category. So the full list of the nominations are in that article, but I'll, I'll read out a couple of the most notable ones. So for Video of the Year, we have Billie Eilish, Everything I Wanted, Eminem featuring Juice World with Godzilla, Future and Drake with Life is Good, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande with Rain on Me, Taylor Swift, The Man, and The Weeknd, Blinding Lights. Then we have Artist of the Year, we have Baby, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Megan The Stallion, Post Malone and The Weeknd. Um, best New Artist, we have Doja Cat, Jack Harlow, Louis Capaldi, Roddy Rich, Tate McRae, and Youngblood. And then last but not least, Song of the Year, we have Billie Eilish, Everything I Wanted, Doja Cat with Say So, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande with Rain On Me, Megan The Stallion with Savage. Post Malone, Circles, and Roddy Rich The Box. So there's plenty more categories after that. Um, for K-pop, Video For Good, Best Quarantine Performance, etc, etc. Um, but yeah, you can read the full list in that article. But crazy yeah. to think that like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande have nine I'm kind of... Each. It's, it's funny because it's gonna, it's gonna sound really bad, but <laughs> I feel like the Lady Gaga, when she released her album Chromatica... Yeah, Chromatica. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I felt like, at least here in Australia, I could be wrong, I feel like, because this is the VMAs, obviously, US, but here in Australia, I feel like it came and went a little bit. Like, yeah. I feel like it didn't really have as much as an impact, but I know that overseas, especially in the US, it did really well, especially when they collabed, like, the world was basically like... Yeah, to, well, from, like, m- my perspective, it sort of, it was a phenomenon for, like, two days yeah and then, like no one talked about it after that. that that's the thing which is weird because like i kind of i didn't follow along on the hype because like hot yeah. take don't really like the song that much to be i don't i don't you. either yeah. and so like i've seen like clips of the music video here and there i haven't actually watched the full thing because mm. i don't really have any intention of listening to that song again if i don't have to yes so ooh, um, <laughs> don't come put me in the comments but um yeah i, I don't know I'm not like sold, but it yeah. could be different in the US. I don't know. Yeah, well, I also feel like um, I'm kind of surprised that "Savage" by Megan Thee Stallion is in Song of the Year because I mean I, th- I think that's a great song. Yeah, love that song. <laughs> but I'm like interesting. I, I find it. I didn't think it had that much like impact. But again, we're in Australia, little old Australia. Yeah, <laughs> which is, down under. Which you know we're the not, bottom of the earth. <laughs> we're not really in the. I guess. Um, like, we're not sort of in the know in terms of that impact yeah. over there. But, yeah, I, I thought that was surprising. I also kind of feel like Billie Eilish's Everything I Wanted. I love the song, but the video was meh. Like, I felt like... I didn't even, I didn't even know it had a music video. I kind of feel like it was nominated just because it's Billie Eilish. But Ooh, I do love the hot take. <laughs> I do love the song and I do love her, but I just feel yeah. like they might have just done it because it's her. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, good to see some of the um, Doja Cat. Yes. In there as well. That yes. was kind of cool. Um, and then Young Blood. I'm excited. Yeah, I hope. I hope he. I hope he wins. Cause it's kind of weird. Cause I'm like, he, is he really a new artist? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's been sort of. He's had quite a bit of traction in the US for a few years now. But I guess maybe he hasn't really had that much impact up until now. Yeah. But... I wonder what the criteria is. Yeah. For, like, yeah. New artist. I don't know. 
Because there was a whole lot of controversy, I remember. I think it was for the Grammys. Yes. New artists for Billie Eilish, yeah. like, last year. So, anyway. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how it turns out and how it actually goes ahead. Yes. If it's a virtual thing or they try and do something in person. I have no idea. Because there's no info in that article specifically, so. It's supposed to be held at the end of this month. I know. I just... <laughs> and it's like, what's happening? Anyways. Anyway. Whatever. Um, that is it for our news segment of the podcast, though. And before we get into our songs, as we do every week, we encourage you to pause the podcast, um, head down to the, to the description where we have all of our playlists, um, our Spotify and YouTube playlists with the songs that we're going to chat about this week. So you can have a listen to them before we chat about them because it's going to be a little bit confusing if you don't know what they sound like when we're rambling on. So yes. We'll start off with Song of the Week, Vivian. Speaking of Youngblood. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Youngblood, my Song of the Week this week is Strawberry Lipstick by Youngblood. So this is his most recent song that he's released. And I, as you guys know, I've been such a huge fan of him. Not just his music, but his artistry. I really, really admire how much, how, how outspoken he is and just how free he is to be himself at such a young age as well, I think is so, so cool to see. But this song, I was saying to Maddie before we started recording, this is probably my favourite song that he's released so far, which is a big statement. Yeah. Because I'm such a fan of his. But what I really like about this song is that I feel like he's going back to his sort of roots. Before he sort of was, like, big and made an impact, sort of like his punk rock roots, which I think... He really shines in. Um, lately, he's been experimenting with a little bit of pop, like a bit of synth pop. And while I really enjoyed that as well, I think with this song, he just fits so well into this genre. And I just think he shines, like it shines so well for him. So this particular song, it's so cool. It starts off and he like screams. He's like, this is a song about a person I love. And it just, this overdriven guitar it's so good it's so punk rock and I just I think like that's the thing that really this entire song is just like this anthem for him singing about someone he loves and it's just so unapologetically him he 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 sings he sings really well though like in the in the verses it's very sort of toned down almost like he's singing but it's very sort of in his lower register but then in the chorus it's this actually like kind of like a pop chorus which yeah. I was like this is actually really cool and his vocals shine really well I was like yeah this is awesome because I've always thought he's a great singer with really good like vocal technique and I think in this song that that definitely comes out as well but yeah I'm just it's such a fun song I'm really excited to see like where he goes from here if he sort of continues down this route but yeah I was like this is awesome I've always I've always been in awe of how amazing Youngblood's vocals are yeah because I think he has such an ability to sort of like go from different genre to genre Mm -hmm. and I as much as I don't particularly like this song I think it's definitely I can appreciate that this is where he shines the most, mm-hmm. even though this is not the music from him that I particularly like listening to. Like, mm-hmm. I do like his more poppy sort of palatable, <laughs> I guess you could call it, um, stuff. Because, you know, your punk rock is not really my my jam. Yes. But I can definitely appreciate the fact that this is what, like, if there was one genre that he was, like, meant for, it is this one. And I completely understand like and when you listen to the song you like you just know you can feel that he sits in it so well and the way that 
Mm-hmm. Um, the song is sort of, you know, produced and all of the elements that go into it. It just, yeah, it's very cohesive and very, very cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, I He released, like, a, a like set of merch for this song, and it's, like, there's this shirt that says Strawberry Lipstick, and he, like, released on, he said on Twitter, he was like, scratch it off, like, cut holes in it. I want to see, like, what you do with it. Like, that's what it's made <laughs> for. And I was like, you're so cool. That's like typical. Yeah, thing, yeah. like, it. I just, I, I really appreciate him as an artist. Uh, but, yeah, that is my song of the week, Strawberry Lipstick by Youngblood. Maddie, what is your song of the week? Okay, so my song of the week is a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> it's called Ode to a Conversation Stuck in Your Throat by Del Water Gap. So this is a really, really cool song. I'd never really heard of the artist before. Came up on my like Discover Weekly or something like that. And it sort of starts out as this nice like acoustic, acoustic track. And then when it when the chorus hits, it goes really, really upbeat. Um and it's got this really, really high energy feel without being like overly in your face mm. or like really, really loud or anything like that. It's still, you know, it got those like acoustic vibes. It's very like happy folk pop kind of yeah kind of thing and the main gist is like you know this relationship of this person has sort of broken down and he doesn't want anyone else sort of like it's still like he's holding on to this relationship that he had and he doesn't want anyone to go near this person he's still very protective and he's like you know um i don't want anybody else touching you like i do and Mm. like he doesn't want to know if there's another person in the mix anymore because he's you know Still still hanging on to this person that he loves. And it's just, yeah, all around a really, really cool track. And I think the thing that I like too is the way that they manipulate the different layers of instrumentation throughout the song. Yeah. Like, um, to begin with, it's very sort of like just like your acoustic guitar, very sort of toned down. And then the chorus is like everything in together, like all out. And then there's sort of like a breakdown bit after the chorus where like the main sort of acoustic rhythmic guitar that basically drives the song doesn't actually come in. It's sort of just like a bass line and percussion and then vocals. And it's very, very sort of like hushed and quiet. And then it sort of like gradually builds again. And it's really, really awesome. Really like fun, boppy track that I've been singing to mm, this yeah. week. So. When Maddie played it for me, I was straight away, I was like, this is going in my happy playlist. <laughs> Which is like a playlist I like listening. It's just called Happy. It's very fitting for what it is. <laughs> um, I just like listening to that playlist in the car. And I think that what I really like about this song is the way that it plays with rhythm a little bit. So like he sort of sings in the verses. It's sort of like he doesn't really do anything with the way that he sings. It's all sort of the same until right up until it gets to the chorus. But yeah, like Maddie was saying, it's like small little layers of instrumentation would slowly build to the chorus. And I think that was really cool because it's not obvious. It's not like this yeah. obvious build up, but in a way it's almost like it's like, it's a very sort of fast build up because then in the chorus, everything's in and it's sort of like a bigger production. But yeah, I really love how fun this song is even though, like, the, I guess the subject matter is kind of a little bit sad. But, yeah, it's a really cool song. I think, yeah, I think it's really cool how they've sort of, like, put a fun spin on yes. the subject matter. And, like, it's definitely a song that you want to, like, bop to. Like, you can't sort of, like, sit still yes. while you're listening to it, which is funny. And, like, because the bass line is, like, super, super funky and it's, like, this really high energy like fast percussion and yep like the the melody like the way that the rhythm is sort of structured there's like a lot of syllables and like a shorter amount of time so it's all very very like sort of 
condensed and really cool. So mm. that is my song of the week this week it is Dell Water Gap's Ode to a Conversation Stuck in Your Throat. Uh, so we'll move on to Under a Rock now. Um, and this week I have chosen to have a chat about this song called Chicken Tenders <laughs> by Dominic Fike. I'm so um, happy. <laughs> <laughs> when I told Vivian what song... I was all the artist. I didn't even tell the song. Yeah. I told her the artist and she was like, oh my goodness, yes, Dominic Fike. Like, I love it. So if you don't already know who Dominic Fike is, he had a um, feature on like one of the interludes in yes. Halsey's album. And I was like, I haven't got no idea who this person is yep. at all. Yeah. Um, but now I've listened to one of his actual songs and I can say that I very much am a fan of what he does. I think... This song in itself, it was almost going to be my core, my ear, because the, like, the subject matter is exactly what the song, t- it's literally about chicken tenders. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so, I just love how, like, there is, like, it's not serious in any shape or form, no. and it's such a fun, like, r- ridiculous song. You know, he's like, you know, I ordered chicken fingers to my hotel room, and like, <laughs> It's just this really, really awesome song. And the production is really cool. Like, there's these, like, little, um, like, vocal lines that sort of, like, come in at the end of the chorus. And, like, it's really funky and just, like, yeah, it's sort of, like, this not serious at all, like, you know, no holds barred type Mm. thing. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I really, I really just appreciate the thing about Dominic Fike is that he has this really... He's got such an incredible voice and I feel like it's so versatile, but the way that he uses it in his music is so interesting. Like in this particular song, like the verses are so fun and like he almost sings like in a lazy way, if that makes sense. And then, but you hear like in the background, these like really like intricate runs and really interesting things sort of like popping up. But then like the chorus is like, you know, he's sort of, his voice is sort of more strong and it's, I I don't know. I feel like he has such an interesting way of like playing with lyrics as well, like his wordplay. And it's not just in this song, like he's always had that sort of thing. And I don't know. I think he's very underrated. I think I, he sort of, he had like a big song last year, um, that sort of like put him on the map, but um, I feel like, you know, more people sort of need to listen to his, to his music because he just released his debut album. So that's yeah. what the song is from. So. Yeah, because this is a single from that album, which yeah. is really cool. So I'm definitely going to be listening to that. Me too. Um, yeah. And I will definitely get back to you on that because this is like the only sort of like song from him that I have mm. listened to, like that's like his own because um, I've listened to the interlude, obviously, on Horses yes. But yeah, like... I very much, I was very surprised because I thought, like, to begin with, like, when I hadn't really, like, seen who did the song or whatever, I thought it was, like, two people singing. Yeah. Because, like, the verses and the chorus, the way that he, like, uses his voice is very different. It's Mm -hmm. sort of, like, very, two different tones. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see him, like, manipulate his voice like that. And it's, it's just, yeah, all around a really fun song to listen to. So that is my Under a Rock this week. It is Chicken Tenders by Dominic Fike. Vivian, what is your Under a Rock this week? So my Under a Rock this week is Much Higher by Casey Hill. So this song came up in my Discover Weekly and I did a little bit of research on on her because I I had heard the name, but like it was, I hadn't listened to any music. And it turns out that she used to be signed to Kanye West's label and she sort of 
was featured on a few songs. I actually think she featured on a Travis Scott song. Oh, okay. I don't know which one. I don't listen to his music. But so, yeah, she kind of played around in that world a little bit. But then she left that label. And this song, it's coming from like her EP or maybe an album. And that that was recently released. And I really, what sort of grabbed my attention with this song was the way that it, it's such a nostalgic feeling listening to this song, especially because there's just these beautiful synths that play th- all throughout the song. And it's not your typical sort of synth that you hear. It sounds like something from a certain time. Like I can't put my finger on it. It just sounds, it feels so nostalgic when I listen to it. And then her voice, her voice comes in and it's so delicate. It's so soft. And I was just like, oh, this is such a cool artist. I really love the way that she's going about this. And I think like the first line, it's like, is it selfish if we talk about me again? And it's just like, that line is such a clever thing. I just, I thought that was so cool and such a cool way to open the song. And it's just like, it doesn't, the song doesn't particularly build. There's no sort of big moment in it. There's nothing about it that may seem particularly special on the surface, but I think for me, it's just more so the feeling that I get when I listen to it. Every time it comes on in the car, I just, I always feel like at peace. It's just like, ah, like this song is on again. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when I first heard the synths, yeah. I was just like, oh, take me away. This, yeah. is, <laughs> this is fabulous. I love it so much. But yeah, it's, it's funny that we still sort of like get a nostalgic feeling from it, even though we weren't really a part of a time period. Yeah. Sort of like what it's inspired where, from. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> which is funny, but like, I think that's still sort of, you know, it just shows you like the power of what music can do even like, it can just like transport you to a different place, mm. even one that like you've never been to or you don't know yep. anything about. And I think, yeah, the synths really are sort of like the star of this song. And I absolutely love the way that they've been utilized. And it's really, really cool. And her voice is gorgeous. Mm, um, but yeah. yeah, those synths, I cannot get over them at all. Absolutely love it. Yeah. And that's the thing that sort of it, when I first read that she was signed to, uh, to Kanye West's label, I was like, oh, I, I had this sort of image in my mind of what her music would be, but it's nothing like that at all. And yeah. that's what I find so interesting as well. So yeah, definitely check this one out. Um, it's my under a rock for this week, much higher by Casey Hill. So now we will go into court my ear, our last segment, and I'll kick us off. I'm so excited to talk about this one. <laughs> Vivian has been like dying <laughs> to talk about this. So my court my ear this week is Exile by Taylor Swift featuring Boniver. So yes, we haven't mentioned folklore yet, but honestly, it's because now it is time. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> so as you guys probably know, Taylor Swift randomly dropped this album like the night before she dropped it she went on twitter and was like hey guys here's an album coming out tomorrow just letting you know it's nothing like i've ever done before and it really isn't if you haven't listened to it please do even if you're not a fan i think um it's such an interesting work of art that is just so i feel like it's so done well it's so cohesive for what it's trying to do and i honestly could have chosen any song from that album to put here because it's Honestly, very different for Taylor Swift in the writing and the production. And the reason why I chose this particular song is because of Bon Iver. I've They've never collaborated before. I don't really listen to his music much. I've heard, obviously, quite a bit, though. And when his name popped up, because this is the only collaboration on the, on the album, I was like, okay, 
I was like, I kind of, I see it, I understand, because the aesthetic, yes, it's like, okay. very much so. Bonnevere. But when I listened to the song, I was like, and when, because his, so he actually starts the song, he kicks off, kicks it off with the first verse. I was like, oh my gosh, his voice is very deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very rustic. It's very, very raw. And um, I was like, this is very cool. But it's sort of like, this song is like a piano ballad. And it's interesting because this entire album is very narrative focused. Um, and it's all sort of interesting little stories. But this song, it's sort of told from the perspective of two people who have just broken up. And Bonnevere, his perspective is sort of talking about, like, um, he. so he's the one who's being broken up with, so he's not the one who's done it. He's, like, sort of saying, why, like, why is this happening? I felt like I didn't see this coming, and now I'm in exile, sort of, that's, like, his thing. Whereas Taylor Swift, her perspective is of the person who did the breaking up, and she's saying, I gave so many signs. And there's a lot of, like sort of back and forth between them on this track. Like, for example, in the bridge, he sings, I saw no warning signs. And then she comes in and she says, I gave so many signs. So it's very cool. I really love that sort of like call and response a little bit. Um, But the thing about that, uh, the thing about the song that I really, really love is just, I feel like Taylor Swift, she... I've always admired her vocals, but it's so toned down here. And I think in this entire album, it really is. But, like, there's nothing special that she does with her voice in this track. Like, it's so toned down. It's so delicate. But I think that's where it shines the most. And I, I'm i just like, oh, I just, I love the subject matter. I love the, the way that they've both gone about it. And I could ramble on for ages, so I'm going to stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep it short because, guys, I think we've reached a point. I actually like this song. I I'm really so happy. Do. <laughs> I really like it. Um, it's definitely like when you said that like Bonnevere was on this track, I was like, okay. Yeah. Because I really do like Bonnevere. And yes. when you were talking about aesthetics, I was like quickly like looking because it definitely like all of the um, like imagery yes. for all the folklore stuff reminds me of like Bonnevere's albums and like For Emma Forever Ago and yeah. like all of that. It's very much like his vibe. And so I definitely think he fits really, really well with this song. And they definitely, um, their voices work so well together mm. in this track. And it's just, it's really pretty. It's so pretty. It's such a pretty song. I really, really like it. Like I haven't really had time to process and like, <laughs> um, sort of analyze the song as much as Vivian has. Um, but <laughs> look, like you can take my word for it. I'm probably going to listen to Folklore. I'm so happy. Which is something that I probably wouldn't do. Like, I've never listened to a whole Taylor Swift album in my life. Yes. So, you've this song has definitely, like, mm-hmm. kicked me into gear, I think. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see how different um, Taylor sounds in this album. Because it's obviously, judging from this track, it's very different to what I'm used to hearing. Yeah. Um, which is not much. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I'm very excited and I'm definitely, um, might be changing my opinion yeah. soon, but yeah, it's definitely kicked me into gear, this song. Yeah. And I definitely think Folklore is probably going to be the album that you do like, or at least can sort of take a few songs from there because yeah, I just think that it, this is such an interesting direction for her and it's not, 
it's not um cheesy. That was sort of when I saw the aesthetic and I saw I was like, oh, this is gonna be. She's trying to be like a fairy. Pixie, I know. Like. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> manic gonna... pixie dream girl. Here we come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Like I, I thought it was gonna be like have a lot of tropes, but no. Like it honestly blew me away. But anyway, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna stop now. We'll um, stop. <laughs> so that is my caught my ear this week. Exile by Taylor Swift featuring Bonnevere. So Maddie, what is your song for caught my ear my caught my ear this week is a bit of a cool one so it's called fever break by odette featuring hermitude so some context to this song um i was doing a little bit of reading up on odette so she's an australian artist she's like 21 years old she's fabulous i absolutely adore her she's an incredible vocalist like if you haven't like she's up there with like why I love you know like artists like Yeba and yes. stuff like that. She's yeah. incredible. Like, and I say incredible, I mean it. Um, and this song is no exception. Like, I was reading up on her, and she um, one of her like sort of first songs is sort of based off like she's really into Maya Angelou, so really like into poetry, mm. um, and stuff like that. And it definitely comes through because so this song, there's two sections, um within the song that is sort of like a spoken word poetry type gig. So it starts off like that. So there's this like really sort of um, atmospheric like production, instrumental, whatever you want to call it, behind um, Odette. You know, she's sort of doing the spoken word thing at the beginning and it's really beautiful. Like her just speaking voice is amazing to listen to. I've always loved sort of listening to like spoken word poetry. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous and like the way that you know, like the emphasis on things is like phenomenal and just like the wordplay and her writing is incredible. And then so you've got the spoken word at the beginning and then it slowly it really smoothly transitions into the song. Um and it's this really sort of dark, moody, um, toned sort of song and I had no idea who Hermitude was before this but mm. Vivian told me they're sort of like a production duo yes. which obviously is like work because a lot of Odette stuff is very acoustic but this song there's a lot of really 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 awesome interesting like production elements like there's a lot of um so like the main v- melody line there isn't really anything done to her voice at all it's gorgeous like very pure um her incredible vocals shine through as always but there's a lot of um backing vocals and sort of um little like runs that come in and out that have been you know like auto-tuned really really hard and like all of these like pitch shifting and like all of this really really cool interesting effects placed on her vocal line and then it's just this really really moody like dark it's awesome I Mm. love it like it's so cool to listen to it's such a cool song especially because Hermitude they it's funny because like I was saying to Maddie they sometimes do like a lot of um like like club banging kind of stuff <laughs> or they do like these really sort of artistic and i definitely think this song fits into the artistic sort of vibe and they the thing about this song is that the production there's not really like a big like build up or a drop or anything that yeah. you sort of see in this sort of music but there's a lot of like intrinsic little changes like to like Manny was saying like pitch shifting or autotune and the percussion is so cool. Mm. There's like these really dramatic drums. They first come in in like the the beginning when like the slam poetry part, and I was like, oh, this is very dramatic. <laughs> but it's so cool. Like, and I think that's what works really well with this song is that because Odette, gorgeous vocals. Like, and I feel like 
she in some like some certain parts of the song she kind of held herself back but then like in that last chorus mm. she just let it go yeah so basically like that like like Vivian said there isn't really like a drop or sort of like a build up in this song because it's very it's very much a slow burn it's very gradual yes. very sort of like the because you've got there's like four distinct sections so there's like a like the poetry bit at the beginning then there's like the main bit of the song and then there's another sort of poetry section mm. Um, which is a lot more sort of like intense and you can hear the instrumentals building up underneath. Yeah. And then after she um, finishes the, like the poetry section, that's when it sort of like hits its peak and sort of everything sort of like whooshes up from underneath. Yes. And it's like this really, really awesome, like it's very cinematic. It's got a very cinematic feel. It's very like, 100%. it's not like sci-fi in the like really cheesy, like Star Wars-y way, but it's very like, <laughs> not, no offense to Vivian. Um, <laughs> cut, cut to my heart. That's like, you, you know what I'm trying to get at though? It's I know like, what you it's mean. It's weird, like, you know, alien sounds, I but it's very mean. like, very, very spacey kind of vibes. Mm. And it's really, really cool. I adore it. It's amazing. So please listen to it. Um, it's yes. Fever Break by Odette featuring Hermitude. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening if you got this far. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's where you can send us your recommendations. Where You guys know how much we love that part of the podcast. We love reacting to different songs from any genre. We will listen to it and we will talk about it. Because yep. that's the point. We love having a conversation with you guys. And you can also let us know what you thought about the songs that we talked about this week in this week's episode. Did you agree with us? Did you disagree? We'd love to hear. Any... Are you happy with the fact that I finally like a Taylor Swift yes, song? Yes, please. Because the, oh this, my God. who knew? Who knew that this is what this it took? It, guys. I did not see this episode going this way. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, please let us know. But yeah, until then, you will join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.